All right, friends, welcome back to Your Daily Bible Podcast. Today, I want to look with you at James chapter 5, verse 7 through 11. Now, I just preached a sermon on this, and so if you would like to hear a full-length sermon about patience, go to scf.tv, or you can always download our app for our church, the Silver Creek Fellowship app. That's available for free on any of the app stores. Okay, now let's look at James chapter 5, verse 7 through 11. Dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rains in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. You too must be patient. Take courage, for the coming of the Lord is near. Don't grumble about each other, brothers and sisters, or you'll be judged. For look, the judge is standing at the door. For examples of patience and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We give great honor to those who endured under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end, for the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. Okay, amen. Now, the Apostle James is writing to us, and in the time period that he was actually writing to the early church in Jerusalem, he was writing them, reminding them of the necessity to live a patient life. Now, This is definitely something that applies to you and I today in a world that is speeding up all the time, constantly looking to go faster and faster and faster, and this idea of patience has just gone out the window. In fact, we are constantly looking for ways to eliminate any form of waiting or any form of boredom at all from our world. So James' words to us today are really important, and he tells us, be patient as we wait for the Lord's return. Now, this idea that the Lord is coming back soon is such an important thing for you and I to remember in Christ. See, for Christians, history is linear. We are living on a linear timeline. What that means is there's a beginning and there's an end. They're real. There's a day in which Jesus will come again for his people. And on that day, everything will come to completion. So we know in the middle of suffering, in the middle of difficulty, that it's finite, that there's an end in sight. And that end is a really, really good ending where every tear is wiped away, where all hurts are healed, where everything is brought to completion, and where we see God face to face for all eternity. In knowing that has helped believers throughout all of the generations um, to deal with difficulty, persecution, suffering, because we know that what we are living in is only temporary. He goes on to tell us not to grumble against each other. Now, we live in a world in 2021 where grumbling against each other may be our national pastime. And he tells us, James says, don't grumble against each other. And the reason he says it is because the judge is standing at the door. You see, for us in Christ, we have been forgiven from so much. We have been shown so much patience by God on a daily, moment-by-moment basis. And how can we, who receive so much patience and so much grace, how can we be a people who don't extend the same kind of grace and patience that we've received from God? So he's telling us, don't grumble against each other because God is standing at the door. He sees us. He's right here present with us. So why not treat others the way that we wish to be treated? Then he goes on and he says, for an example of this, and he tells us about the prophets and how the prophets 
were patient in the face of great suffering. And that's one of the beauties of the Old Testament. The Old Testament provides for us a track record of the faithfulness of God. We can look back over generation after generation, millennia, in fact, and see God's faithfulness to his people as they face suffering. He uses the example of Job. Job is probably the greatest example of suffering in all of the Bible. Job, who lost seven children, who lost his his livelihood, who lost his health, still in the face of all of that, he uses Job as an example of God's tenderness and his mercy and his kindness and how God brought restoration into Job's life. Friends, listen to what I'm about to say. For the Christian, being patient is not optional. It's one of the attributes of God. It's not something that you are or are not. It's something that we're told, according to the Word of God, that we have to contend for, that we have to go after, that we have to pursue. In fact, I want to close today with one more piece of Scripture, 1 Timothy 6.11. This is Paul's instruction to you today. He says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Let's pray. Jesus, I just start off right now by saying we need your help in this area of patience. In a world that's going so fast and in a world that's uh, really at war against patience, we want to be set apart. We want to be different. We want to live according to your teaching, your way, and your power by the Holy Spirit in us and through us. So I ask you, God, to help us in this area of patience to be different, to be set apart, to truly take on this kingdom value, this kingdom ethic, to contend for it, to pursue it, and to live by it. In Jesus' name, amen.